We're in Vegas, baby. How many times did they say it? <laughs> Lots of times. I had a count, and I eventually just stopped. It's impossible. Uncountable. Vegas, baby. <laughs> they said it more times than it's possible to say in two hours. <laughs> um, but they were you know, like Joey on Friends when they go to London. London, <laughs> baby. It's all London, baby. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, cheerio. London, baby. <laughs> okay, because that's not going to get annoying. London, baby. <laughs> um, you know, Las Vegas is the perfect place to roll the dice on love. It's the perfect place to gamble your heart. <laughs> Blake. It's also the f- perfect place to win a shit ton of money on nickel slots, which that's is right. what we did. That is what we did. Last year when we went to Vegas to celebrate Ryan getting tenure. I'm not going to brag, but somebody won $55 at the uh, Texas Hold'em tables. Y'all y'all remember the movie The Hangover? <laughs> that was basically us. Imagine that, but with two English professors. <laughs> <laughs> who didn't lose anyone. And who did not find a baby or a tiger. But the same amount of hilarity otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that, but if they went to bed at 10 o'clock. Because they were jet lagged. That's generous. (laughs) 10 o'clock is generous. Anyway, Vegas is the perfect place to roll the dice on love. It's all about taking risks and gambling. Chris said, this is my kind of city. And then the men... uh... Go nuts over their sweet, like nuts. I mean, I know they're supposed to like fawn over the accommodations. So we'll you got to give context for what you're talking about. So we get we get uh, Becca on her own, who's very excited to be in Las Vegas, and then we get to the guys. Chris does exclaim, "Vegas baby, that's one. That's that's one big guy. Yeah, this is my kind of city." He says, "Yes." Uh, they are all, and then they all just start, cha- it gets a little like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. They all just start chanting, let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cause we start, we still start in LA. Is that right? No, the they're, in, they're, they're in like Vegas in the to Vegas begin Vegas with. Airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or they're like walking into Vegas. Okay. I don't know. Um, but it felt very like fraternity yeah like frat boys going on a vegas adventure yeah oops we raped someone like i feel like it was the type of excitement that could be uh it could go the wrong way it could go the wrong yes yeah a little too amped up yes yeah though they were mostly excited about there so they go to some hotel which they mentioned the name of many times and i uh was it uh it wasn't the hotel where that mass shooting took place and it wasn't the bellagio so we don't know yeah yeah those are the hotels i know and it wasn't the um the Wynn, which is where Scott Disick always stays. Oh, what and up, it wasn't. Man, uh, it wasn't the Palms, where uh, isn't that where? And it wasn't New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Caesar's Palace. Uh, so, anyways, wait, where did you stay with your parents? Treasure Island. <laughs> yeah, we saw the uh, pirate battle. That uh, takes place like once an hour Classic. on the hour. Yeah, Ryan. my sister and I played whack a mole in the uh, treasure because well, we could, we had fun, but we couldn't do that much. Gambling you know, is a yeah. sin, Ryan. Um, but anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, one of the guys when they get into the condo is it a condom a condo that they're staying at or like a hotel room? Some sort of like hotel suite. Grab. I know you saw this. He yes. grabs one of the pillows and he just like. He rub- he like motorboats. It. Yeah, he rubs it all over his face. Like, which have I... you never seen a pillow butt? Right, like look at this exquisite pillow. I must have it against me. Mm. Um, yeah, and I couldn't tell who it was because he had a pillow over his face. Yeah, I couldn't tell but... either. <laughs> and also, Leo was freaking out. Yeah, they were all freaking out. They're like, "There's a ping pong table. <laughs> There's a gym. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it was I know pretty nice. They start nice. lifting weights right away immediately. Yeah." <laughs> That's part of that frat bro energy you were talking about. Yep. Yeah. They're one step away from murdering Piggy. <laughs> Piggy Who's the Piggy in the group? Maybe. John. Yeah, John. John. And John is the does piggy. get cut. Yeah. John is not Vegas date material. No. Though, I mean, John does climb that little pole last week, but still, I think he's the Piggy yeah. of the group. Bye. Um, Bye, Piggy. Yeah. 
All right. Anyway, um, they know that the two-on-one is about to go down because the Bachelorette is nothing if not predictable. Right. Well, and they know who's going on the two-on-one pretty much. They have a and pretty good idea. And that was the idea. same. Do you remember last... Uh, well, no. Actually, last season in The Bachelor... Um, Crystal and Kendall went on the two-on-one, and I feel like that was a little bit... Sure. Like, I, you knew Crystal was going to be on right. that two-on-one date, but I didn't know that it was going to be Kendall. Right, you didn't know who the they were going to pit her against. that was Corinne and uh, Taylor. Taylor. Right, yes. right. Oh. When Taylor emerged oh. from the voodoo swamp. Breaking news, Taylor and Derek no longer together. Oh, man. If they can't last, who can in this mm-hmm. crazy world? I like, I think Derek is one of the cutest guys that's ever been on the show. Wow. Rich man's words. Jim Halpert. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. Um... Maybe he'll be back in Paradise. He might. They um, released the Paradise cast, I'm sure you saw. Well, you know, it's a rolling cast. Sure, right. But they released depending at least on what's the, what. Sure, depending on what happened, what goes down, who gets cut. I've yeah. seen I've seen yeah. Colton and Tia. Surprise, surprise. Right. Yeah. I can't believe that happened. Apparently yeah. he was hoping she would be on The Bachelorette after all. Color me shot. <laughs> I shall. Um. All right. Colton gets a one-on-one. For some reason, they go riding ha- camels. Yeah. I, didn't... I have this as one of the most boring one-on-ones yeah. that I've ever seen. I mean, they ride camels. They sit in a hot tub. Right. They sit in a hot. Though I, I do feel like, like it's like the boring version of Ari and Becca M. State, which was already extremely boring. What did they do? They rode horses. Oh, okay. And just yeah. said, "I love that." Right. That's a great. Whole lot. Yeah. Well, they did kind of make fun of the fact that there was a hot tub in the middle of nowhere. But other than that, I mean, yeah, and like the Colton's camel. boring. Colton is boring. Yeah. You know what? He's a virgin and I can tell. Oh, snap. You're well, they just had, a virgin who they, can't drive. They showed the uh, some sign that was called Virgin River, for just like for no reason. No, um, that's not for no reason. No, that's no. foreshadowing. Sure, right. I know, but like... <laughs> <laughs> they just cut it in right in the middle. Yeah. They didn't like reference it or they didn't talk about it or anything. It yeah. was just kind of there. So I don't know doesn't if they know yet. Right. But I don't know if they planned that. Like, or if they're just like, they found it and they're like, oh shit, we got to get a shot of they that. They planned that entire date around. Virgin right. That loca- That's the only reason they went to Vegas to begin with. Um, mm. So the feeling that I came away with from this one-on-one date is that Becca likes Colton a lot more than Colton likes Mm. Becca. Okay. I just felt like he, uh, I don't know, like, if it were a different guy, I think she would have already eliminated him. Mm -hmm. I think that she might also be one of those girls who finds him more attractive Knowing that he dated Tia and that it, did, uh, you know, sure, I don't yeah, know. Like, like I think, yeah, yeah, that that makes him something more desirable. Yes, somehow. I yeah. really do. Yeah, shame on you, Becca. Right. You know, you're better than that, Becca. Um, Colton tells Becca that he was in a relationship. He said, "I," <laughs> so he says that he said, "I love you" really quickly, and he didn't get it back, and then. She broke up with him, quote, completely out of the blue, which I feel like. <laughs> Was it really that unexpected? If you're not yeah. Getting it back, you're not I getting mean, me, I love you back. Yeah, that should have been a, a one indication that maybe the relationship wasn't working out. Um, we go back and forth between Colton's one on one date and the. Um, I'm just going to call it a hotel sure. suite. Yeah, the hotel suite. We're juggling multiple narratives here. Yes. With sophisticated narrative structure. It's basically yeah. an episode of 24. <laughs> um, Jordan and David are still fighting. I, uh, I agree with what comes later in the episode of her just sending them both home. But I yep. was really glad that... David got sent home first because David's just being a real dick in this whole situation. I really, I know I'm just repeating myself here, but I do not like him. I don't like him either. Well, the thing too is I can see why they brought Jordan on the show. Like he's annoying, but he's great for television. Right. What is the What's David here for? Of David. Yeah. Like why did they bring, what did they see other than like this guy might fall out of a bunk bed on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Let's put him on TV. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he definitely seems to have kind of 
decided that instead of pursuing anything real with Becca, he's just going to right do whatever he wants to annoy Jordan. Right. Well, and we see that in the two-on-one. I mean, we just we see that throughout. And we'll, we'll get to the two-on-one. I have some things to well, say about that. Well, I think we're on it. I mean, unless you have anything else to say about well, Colton. Well, we've got, aren't we due, is the Wayne Newton date first? Uh, we have to do that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. In my notes, yeah. I have that it's revealed that David and Jordan are mm-hmm. on the two, yeah. two on one. We, well, you don't want to skip a whole way. No, Newton I date. don't. I know. Yeah. Even though, God, good God. <laughs> I mean, we might want to skip it, but so we can't. We have we... under contractual obligation to cover the whole show for our fans. Yeah. Under contractual obligation with. Uh... The world. With no, America. no, it's a vitamin company. Oh, with Sugar Bear. With Sugar Bear vitamins. And Wilhelmina. They and, demand. Um, and Teamy. What is Teamy? The detox oh. tea that all the, the Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's the hottest tea, a sexy new tea. Oh, it's very sexy new yeah. tea. Yeah. That uh, they all seem to hawk on Instagram. Yeah, well, I'm that's gonna buy a bunch of what them. happens when you're a social media influencer mm-hmm. or social media participant as your job. Either one of those. <laughs> Um, all right. Colton. So they, when they find out that Jordan and David are on the two-on-one, David says he's excited to send this guy home, which is always just a red flag that, sure, you, that you yourself, yourself are yeah. going home. <laughs> when you have one finger pointed at somebody else, four fingers are pointed back at you, my friend. Um, Colton tells Becca that it, she's making it easier for him to take his walls down. She keeps saying that she thinks they're on the same page. Based on the fact that he's in paradise right now, fucking Tia, I would yeah, say. Yeah, probably not. I don't think yeah. so. Be- They're not on the same page for long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was a weird quote to me. She says, quote, You out of anyone, I feel like it is our story. What does that mean? I it's have First no of all, it's terrible grammar. It's terrible grammar. Um, but I also have no idea. I think, I guess what she means is that she feels like they are unique in like setting a love story. What are you talking? You're just completely that you're making that up. No, I'm saying, but that doesn't make any sense. Like that's, that's not the case. I mean, they're all developing stories. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's what I interpret her to mean as a professional interpreter of texts. Okay. Okay. That's what I have for you. All right. I mean, that's a little much. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little a little too much right now. It is a little too The height is. of just too muchery. I feel That's like me. I'm getting a taste of what it's like to be in one of your classes. Oh, you'd get more than a taste. You would love it if you were getting a taste of uh, well, what it was like to be one of your classes. Let's compare evals. Yeah. Oh, no? Oh, snap. Oh, oh no, snap. you don't want to go there? Oh, yeah. let's re- read our eval comments aloud to the listener. <laughs> 4.4 <laughs> out of 5. <laughs> Oh, that one student did say that I made them feel like a human garbage can. So it was just the one, though. Right, just one. A one out of like 45. What do you teach, like 80 students a year? Yeah, Yeah, or 80 students a semester. So, yeah. Speaking of human garbage cans, let's take a trip to Wayne Newton's (laughs) ranch. (laughs) One of the best segues on the show so far. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Newton, a.k.a. just a walking piece of beef jerky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he looks worse than Fred Willard, and yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, that is saying something. And Fred Willard was on John Oliver recently, and he looked okay. Like, clearly they made him up. I, I mean, still thought he looked really bad. He looked better, though. He didn't look like he was already dead. So that was good for him. Yeah, but, I mean, Wayne Newton just looks like he has been left you know, out in the like sun. I feel like Wayne Newton looks like that... Um, the Michael Jackson-esque character in Atlanta from this season. Oh, yeah, Teddy Perkins. Yeah, Yeah, he does. Maybe, I mean, everyone Uh, thinks Donald Glover played Teddy Perkins, but maybe he did it, yeah. Yeah. All right, so they are, in fact, at Wayne Newton's house. Yes, Wayne Um, fucking Newton, as one person mm -hmm. uh, says. I mean, I'm impressed that they got Wayne Newton. I feel like that's a pretty good get. Sure. Yeah, he rides in on a horse. Yeah. Has Wayne Newton been in anything since National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation, do you think? Probably not. Was he in one of the Austin Powers movies or not? Maybe. That seems like something that would have happened. Who throws a shoe? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, anyways. uh, Uh, 
Yeah, so Wayne... That's where you are. You're there. Can we just do Austin Powers quotes for, right. like, will, will the sugar bear people be okay with that? Um, well, and I also have to, to mention, somebody says that it's Wayne fucking Newton, but Jason says, Wayne freaking Newton, guys. I, hey, Jason is becoming one of my favorites. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I think he's cute. Baby. He might be on my list. <laughs> but we won't know. We're not ready with our list. We uh, we do need to take a side note to say that we discussed it. We need more time. Yeah, this is a really important discussion. And I really need to decide if Jason is on there. There's no way that Jason uh, is on your uh, list. You know, I mean, might, if, you know who might be on there? Who? Um, Harrison, maybe. Chris Harrison? Maybe. I don't know. Just, really, just out of like a morbid curiosity sure. than anything. Well, I else. feel like there's. Do you think Harrison might be a Kindle, like down there. <sighs> possible. It is possible. <laughs> he has like yeah. a Kindle vibe. Yeah, right. Like, well, and I actually think that that's smart for him. I think that it's smart to cultivate yeah. a non pervy so, vibe. So, you know? Bachelor gossip. Okay. I uh, read that there's like like a bunch of people think that he and Andy Dorfman are, have like a weird sexual tension. Really? And that they're always like hanging out. Huh. And I yeah. Know. I well, see, know. but that's what I mean is like. He's really he on camera, like especially. Yes. Yeah, he never no, seems like agree. he wants to, you know, move in on the women or Even anything. Even though you know he does, yeah. you dirty bastard. <laughs> you dirty perv. Um. Anyway, we'll have our lists eventually. Yeah, we'll have. I them plan ready. to laminate mine, a la Ross Geller. Yeah, so carry it around with you just in case. Just so that there's any dispute. If you run into somebody, you can show them. Look. Right. You're on my list. Let's go. Do you think that that is persuasive? Are we having a rhetoric argument? No, no. I mean, like, do you think that someone would be like, oh, that's flattering? Or like, oh, that's weird? No, I think it would. I think they would think it was flattering. For okay. me, I okay. think maybe Scarlett Johansson would think it was weird. Yeah, I don't think she would care much for it. <laughs> hey, like... Scarlett, look at this laminated <laughs> piece of paper. Uh, here you're Can't let's that, make out. Dating that SNL guy. You're made dating a real funny guy. I got a funny podcast. Yeah, that'll uh, work. No, that'll I don't definitely think it'll work, work for you. Yeah. It would work for me and Jason, though. It would work. I don't think you would have to do much to get Jason. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Jason from The Bachelorette? <laughs> Not just anybody I can could get never Jason from The Bachelorette. Um, all right. Wade, 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 Newton. Wade Newton. Wayne Newton is there. Um, they have to write a song. So it's basically bullshit because Chris has we already had been this on one? this date. Yeah, yeah like we we've had done this, this date. date before. Yeah, well, it's weird that they did the same thing twice, like in close succession because yes. it made it really obvious. Go I, fuck yourself, Wayne Newton. I want to say, <laughs> well, no, I I want to add to that a, another critique. So he's like, you guys know the song Donkashan, and then he sings it to them, and then his wife comes in, and he's I like, I don't think that's the Wayne Newton's wife, or some woman comes yeah, in who is the love of his life, and uh, he says the wait, difference. Wait, wait, wait. So let's explain because he sings Donkashan, and then he tells them, doesn't he tell them first, like, right. you'll be writing your own. Your own version, to yeah. This tune. It's yes. like it's also a weird date. Like Yeah. So you have to write a song, but it has to be to the tune of Donkashane. Right. Don't you think and... that Weird Al should have been there too? If it's gonna be a parody date. <laughs> what would the Weird Al parody of Donkashane be for the Bachelorette? Hmm. I mean that's what our men should have answered. Nobody really rose to the challenge yeah. for that. What if it was Dong Dong? I feel like it dong. should be a playoff of Dong. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, that's that's something. That's a start. We'll workshop this. Yeah, tweet yeah. us if you have good ideas yeah. for a weird. Send us Al a voicemail. Weird Donka Shane parody, or just any Weird Al Bachelorette. Let's open the gates a little bit. Any Weird Al Bachelorette, Bachelor Nation parody song. And Weird Al, if you're listening to this, what you got? We know you are, buddy. <laughs> Hit us with this. Um, okay, so what I really wanted to get at was sorry. No, no, no. This was all important. Um, was that Wayne Newton this sings Donka Shane and then this woman comes in who has some loving relationship with him that's undisclosed. Um, and he says, the difference when I sing it to her and when I sing it to you is light and dark. And then he sings it to the woman and it sounds exactly the same to me. And he's like, you see the difference? Absolutely. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> totally the same. 
And do you know why it sounded the same? Because Wayne Newton can't move his fucking face. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not kidding. Did you yeah. watch? Like, yeah. I looked up. Because, you know, Ryan and I take notes during the whole show. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of it, Go. we're really, like, trying to get direct quotes. We mm-hmm. have our laptops out the whole time. We're typing. But I looked up. And I'm not kidding. He can't move his face. <laughs> He's a wax statue. Yeah. He is. He's like... Yep. What did you call it? Madame Tussaud? Madame Tussaud. Yeah. <laughs> he really does look like a Madame Tussaud wax figure. Of himself. Yeah. That yes. has been left in the sun. I think yeah. he might be dead. He's like the reanimator. <laughs> yeah, right. It's some sort of uh, like deal with the devil at the crossroads. Yes. It left him yeah, alive long after he should have been dead. I mean, yeah. bless him for going on there. But yeah. Woo, he did not look good. Yeah, no, it's been a season for rough. But he's feeling celebrities. pretty good about himself oh, because yeah. then he throws a bunch of shade at the guys mm-hmm. and he says that uh, he was very impressed with almost all of them. Not all of them, right. almost. And then he says at the end, in my opinion, which I respect, there was nothing I I'm heard today. I'm going to start using that in my class. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, which I respect. I'm going to start using that in all my Facebook posts from now on. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, which I respect. It was nothing I heard today, though. I'd rush out tonight. Rush out and do on stage tonight. However, oh, snap, despite Wayne that, Newton. the guys do have to perform their songs live on stage. Um, I mean, they're all just the worst. Yeah, they're all the worst. Um, even Chris, who's still the worst, even though he works the crowd... He's still not good. No. Yeah. Chris says that his... So John goes... I I did like that Colin made fun of himself with the picture frame again. Yeah, yeah. That that. was good. That was good. Uh, Chris clearly does the best job singing this song. So I feel like this is another thing that the guys are like, they should know how this works. Mm -hmm. Because I think this has happened multiple times where a guy thinks that because he has won the quote-unquote challenge of the group date, that automatically translates to him getting the rose. And that's almost never the case. Like, ever. Yeah, it really doesn't have that much to do with it. Because what, Lincoln didn't get the rose after he won that stupid... Fuck no. Well, he cheated at it. Right, well, And then he pooped on the floor, (laughs) and then he beat up some woman, and then he gave a long speech about how the earth is flat. Right, and somehow he didn't get the rose. And yet he is still here. Yeah, spoiler alert, he gets a rose at the end of this episode. Um, But yeah, so Chris basically thinks that he absolutely won the Dunkashane challenge, which is probably true. Right, but I mean, let's face it too, what was the competition? Yeah. I mean, John singing, Becky. Oh, God. Chris did get a nice... Um, Ari dig in when he was like, I recall Ari dropped the ball. That's pretty, that's not bad. Okay, I could, I mean. Yeah, I but nobody we, else even had like a joke in there. Is there yeah, anything, you know? Like, just, I feel like these guys are duds. Yeah. Loser. Yeah, I mean, losers. they can't even write a parody to Donka Shane about <laughs> The Bachelorette. Total duds. Um. All right. So Chris thinks that his chances of getting a rose are one hundred percent. So he basically goes to the cocktail segment of the group date and is like, "Cock of the walk." Oh, oh, he's cock of the walk. Yeah, he's hot dog. He just like lays back into that couch and is like, "If Becca wants to talk to me, she can come to me. But my Uh, chances of getting a rose are one hundred percent." If she wants to talk to a guy who rocked the Donkashin date, here I am. Yeah. So yeah, he like doesn't make any effort to talk to her, doesn't make any effort to get alone time. Blake, on the other hand, tells Becca that she's that he's falling in love with her. Right. And somehow this is totally fine. Despite the fact that last week we got a totally insincere. Was that just one week ago that we got a that really was insincere just one week ago, I love you? But, yeah. I mean, so they have uh, gone on a one-on-one. I do feel like she's developed a much closer relationship sure. with Blake. I, I mean, I agree. I still think it's crazy early. It's a little soon. It's for so this. early that I cannot tell the difference between Blake and Garrett. Right. So. Yeah. Yet somehow one of them is falling for I her. I have probably in my notes, Blake. Blake yeah. or Garrett appears says to that be he's Blake. falling yeah. in love with Becca. <laughs> one of these okay, two. Okay, it's Blake. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, so she gives the rose to Blake and Chris R says he shook. Yeah, no, and he's, yeah, I'm a little baffled, I'm hurt, I got rejected, I feel like I was left alone. He said he thought he was in a totally different realm, and now he's seriously thinking about packing his bags. I feel like he pulls a crystal. This is the male version of a crystal. Yeah. Yeah, well, and the guys call it. 
Totally. And they're just like, he's freaking out. He's letting his emotions. Like, one little thing doesn't go his way. And it's his fault. Like, I get the impression that on these group dates especially, if you want one-on-one time with her, like, no, dude, she's not going to come seek your special snowflake ass out. Right, right. What a millennial. Um, I mean... (laughs) I do wonder, like, if he would... It's it's an interesting play to be like, I'm going to wait for you to come to me. I don't think that's ever going to work. But I think if you're going to do that, you have to not freak out when it doesn't happen. You know the only time when when it works? When? Well, I think that 99% of the time, if it's going to work, it's going to be if it's bachelor season and it's a hot female contestant and she's withholding like sexual stuff from the guy. And then it works. What do you mean withholding sexual stuff? If he, if she's like, uh, like puts the ball in his court to like, well, if she, well, so I feel like Chris was like trying to play it cool and like right. sit on the couch and not make the first move mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's, that's not inherently. But I don't think that, so, so I guess what I'm saying is it's, it doesn't work when it's the bachelorette because I think that Becca, despite being the bachelorette clearly still feels very insecure about the process and needs to feel I wanted see. and uh-huh. like needed. Needs to feel pursued. So I think it yeah. totally backfires if he's like, it's on Becca to come seek me out. Right. I feel like she immediately, and rightfully so, will be like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. You're gone. Well, and like, I've got a bunch of other guys that I've got yeah. to deal with. I can't take care but of I you. Guess, so I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that in the in the Bachelor version of that, there's a stronger chance that a guy will be like, you don't want me? Oh, now I... Like, yeah, I see. You know? Yeah. I think that I they, really like this girl who's not into play, me. It's playing yeah. hard to get. Yeah. And it doesn't work on girls as... Well, I don't think it works on Becca. I feel like Becca needs a lot of validation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just the, the vibes the that vibe I get from get. her. The vibe you get, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, Chris also has the balls to say that if... If he goes home, Becca will regret it. Yes. It's not, not that him. he will regret yeah. it. She would miss out on an amazing friend and partner and a chance at real fucking love. Becca, you stupid yeah. bitch. <laughs> You're really going to regret this when I storm out in an emotional fit and head home yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah. All right. All right. Two on one. They ride out to the Jeep in a desert. Not surprisingly, David spends his time bad-mouthing Jordan. Yeah. And he seems to just be lying. I mean, so he tells Becca that when they were in the casino, Jordan was looking at other girls and saying, like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, beat them off with a stick. Which, I mean, I can see. Right. Who cares? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go on the show and swear yourself into magic Mormon underwear and right. be like, I will not look at another... Right, like I can't look at a woman. Blindfold me as I walk through this casino. Yeah. Well, and we have to... I want to talk about this. I do want to mention really quickly because I think it happens first. So Becca and Jordan and David are sitting there and she's like, ah, let's just take this silence in. And David is like, I love this silence. It's just so great to come out somewhere <laughs> where it's silent. I just, it just like keeps talking uh, over the silence. Like, he oh, is the worst. Yeah. I, I really dislike him. Well, and like we said, you know, it's always hard to tell what kind of person. Also, he's not cute. No, he's not that good looking. And he's, who knows? I mean, I'm sure he's a fine guy in real he's life, so whatever. Smug. No, but I think he's like, a terrible person. Okay. And he could be. I think he's the worst. Okay. But because Jordan, like, I, I do think that there are women who that's the kind of guy they want, you know? Like, and I think I think that he, he can find... What, a hot male model? Yeah, right, a hot yeah, male model. He, I yeah. think he could find somebody yeah. who would be willing to... Well, who would be willing to deal with some issues of his personality or even find them charming, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I guess, I don't know what David has to counterbalance his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. annoyingness and tendency to fall off of beds. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you are also right that David does the classic bachelor bachelorette mistake of talking about his opponent during his two-on-one. He seems to have no interest in Becca at all. No. I mean, like, have no desire to build the relationship. Yeah, because she's just like, let's talk. And yeah. he immediately goes into what Jordan right. has said. Right. So he specifically says that Jordan has talked about how being with Becca for him would be settling. Right. And that appears to be just an out-and-out lie. Right. Or a really, really ungenerous 
interpretation. Right. Like I kind of wondered if maybe one time Becca was, or Jordan was like, I guess I can settle for Becca. You know, right? Like, like in like, a jokey way, yes. or like it seemed to also be a paraphrase. Like all the times of, that I joke about settling with you. Are those jokes? I no. Thought, yeah, I didn't think no. so. Yeah. So it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same thing at all. It's right. Never mind. Guys, it's not really different. a paraphrase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I do like that, Jordan. So. Becca takes David aside. David says all this stuff. Becca takes Jordan aside. And Jordan, I think, does a better job of, like, of apologizing that things have kind of, like, devolved in this way. And he says uh, he watched his dad love his mom for 27 years, even though his mom has had mental illnesses. Right. um, You actually get to see another side of Jordan. You do. He talks about how it sounds like his family, um, like, grew up poor but based on his claims. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's a ridiculous human being, but he seems to have actual emotions. I think to me, it all goes back to the fact that it all goes back to the gold underwear. I'm going to, I'm going to form another theory. Okay. Here it comes. So we've got ugly baby theory. Yep. Uh, what was my, oh, uh, boy, unisex boy name. name theory. Yeah. The Blake Lively this is, theory. I haven't formulated it yet, so I don't have a name for it. But to me, the fact that Becca it's the gold underwear theory. Okay, let's And I it. think the whole thing that saves Jordan in this whole debacle from episode uh-huh. to episode is the fact that Becca is in on the joke. Right. So, right. I mean, yeah. you've said this too. It would be 100% different if Jordan packed those gold underwear. Yes. and was dancing around <laughs> in them. Yeah. Oh, but Becca gave them to him. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't see the problem. Right, well, and she seems to know that he's like, a pretty boy who likes to pamper himself. I mean, that does come back in the end to get him. We'll get there in a minute. Um, oh, he, 100% he's narcissistic. Yeah. I mean, he is... And she's she knows that, and she seems to be amused by it until she's not, and then it's done. Yeah. And I basically think that's what's going on. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, Jordan and David are bickering. So yeah, for Jordan a while... Jordan comes back and calls yeah. him a rat-ass bitch. Yep. I like it. Yep. Well, and then he says that... Uh, Love is the greatest power on earth. Being me is my greatest power. Being you is not your greatest power. He said, you lack integrity. You lack charisma. You lack your own personality. I like that line. That is, I, I don't know how that's possible, but uh, he does. He lacks his own personality somehow. You are an yeah. anti-personality, yeah. sir. Yeah, he says he's worse than Ari and that uh, Jordan says he should shove his foot right up David's ass. <laughs> I also thought, now do you agree with this? Jordan says that saying that you're settling for someone is the most hurtful thing to say on the face of the planet. I think, and he um, I think makes this point as well, that for Becca it is very hurtful. And she says that too because Lauren B... Lauren B. Is that, whatever, whichever the Lauren, Lauren it was that Ari ended up with. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at some point, made the comment to Ari that Becca was the safe choice. Uh huh. And so I think the implication is that Ari was settling with Becca, and mm-hmm. that it, like he realized it wasn't good enough. So I think in this she's special scenario, yeah. she's very sensitive to the idea sure. that someone would be settling for her. I don't think that's the most hurtful thing that you could say. Well. But anyway, so I guess we don't need to quibble. Thanks for your expert opinion. You're welcome. Anytime. I'm happy to mansplain this. my opinion and I respect it. (laughs) Um, Becca calls it, though. She says, I feel like I'm back at sixth grade and this entire day Mm -hmm. has taken away from getting to know each other. Um, And then it's a waste of... And then Becca says that the whole thing has been a waste of time and then David and Jordan just keep arguing. (laughs) This reminded me of... Waboom and Blake. Well, Waboom and Blake, but also... So in Rachel's season, there was, was it, who went on the two-on-one? Kenny? Did Kenny go on the two-on-one Oh, Kenny with somebody? and Lee. Yeah, that's right. And you remember, like, Kenny got back out of the helicopter to yell at Lee yeah. after Lee had been cut. And it was just like, Kenny, what are you doing, And Lee man? was like, I'm rubber, you're glue. Yeah, God. But Kenny, like, even when he had won, the yeah. girl still couldn't. Let it go. And to Jordan's credit, he doesn't do that. I mean, so mm-hmm. Becca cuts David right away, says that their time uh, is coming to a close, and that she is not ready to give Jordan a rose, but she does want to see if there's anything there. So they're going to go on a night date. Um, 
At which point he basically becomes a Zoolander caricature. Right. Even as they talk about Zoolander. Yep. Yeah. He's like, oh, so much of that is true. <laughs> when she, she, he like asks what a weekend is like for her, and she's like, I read in bed, I go to church, well, thing, you know, things that humans do. And then she asks him, and he's like, well, hair care, skin care, put a lot of time into it. He says, there are a million different things I can do to my face. I wish <laughs> I could get my portfolio out. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, He's definitely, man. he just talks too much about himself. Yeah. He doesn't ask Becca anything. No. Well, and even when he gets cut, he doesn't actually seem that upset. And he certainly doesn't seem upset that the relationship with Becca is over. He mostly seems upset to, like, have lost. Like, you know? truth time, I don't, I feel like Jordan, I think Becca's pretty. I think Jordan is going to end up either with, let's face it, another guy. Yeah. Uh, serious gay vibes coming off. Sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, certainly. Not yeah. to be, you know, not there's anything wrong with that. No, not to be stereotypical. Yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, that it would not surprise me if that happened. Yeah. Or, of, I mean, honestly, I could see David being with someone like Crystal. Right. Actually, those two might be perfect they, together. Oh, paradise. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could paradise. I could see that happening. I think that the, that they would be great together. Oh, I need to go work for this show. Yeah, you could run Screw this thing. Academia. Yeah. You could run this. Do you, you know how ruthless this. I would be on this show? You know how on Unreal they always make it like a moral quandary right. that that character is in of like we're playing with these people's lives. You I would have no shit. such concerns. I would not yeah. care. Right. Dance for me, my puppets. I would be yeah. really good at this Like show. ants in a jar. Uh, yeah, Bachelor producers, call me. Yeah, they're listening. They <laughs> love us, too. They love our witty commentary about their program. <laughs> um, yeah, but despite Jordan saying that he thinks the rose is about to jump on his chest, um, <laughs> hang from my lady's chest. <laughs> Becca uh, just says that there's something missing. She right. can't give him the rose. Uh, Jordan says that he didn't see it coming. And they do the classic, like, back at the hotel. The guys are celebrating. I right. didn't know that Jordan was that hated. I feel right. like he's very misunderstood. Poor Jordan. I absolutely 100% understand when the guys are, like, ecstatic when Chad sure. gets cut. Or Lee. Yeah. Or, and girl-wise, Crystal. Sure, right. But Jordan... We went over this last week. There's just no reason to get mad at his antics. I just, I don't understand. Like, it seemed like one of those things, too, where he wasn't, like, he wasn't the antagonist in the David right. Jordan situation. David was. And it, if David would have just left him alone, he would have just, like, done skincare all day. Yeah. You know, like, literally, I think the way to handle Jordan is just to, like, leave a tube of, like, skin cream on the table and, like, let him, you know, spend an hour and a half doing that. You and know? was yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, as far as Bachelor and Bachelorette villains go, I feel like Jordan just isn't. He's not bad. No, he's not. I don't even really see him as a villain. I see him more as he's to me. He's kind of like in the same category as Waboom in terms of like he's annoying, right? And he's ridiculous, ridiculousness. But yeah. he's not like malicious. I don't think you know. All right, cocktail party. Plus, well, can we mention? Oh, oh, yeah, he, of course. Why would Go Becca ahead. cut him when he can speak, he can walk, he's fit? <laughs> I wish I knew what she didn't like about me. Well, can you? I mean, other than those three things, what do would you someone have dislike? That trifecta? I have none of those things. I cannot walk. I cannot <laughs> speak. Okay. Uh, um, cocktail party. Cocktail yes. party. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris is still fucking bitching about not getting yeah. one on one time. Why, like that's why, your why? fault, dude. Yeah. Um, Garrett says that Chris is probably gonna blow up. The guys are obviously all just very uh annoyed and frustrated with Chris. Right. Join the club, guys. Yeah. Get in line. Take yeah. a number. And actually I have some things to say about this when we oh. get there, but we'll okay. get there. Um so but first, uh Becca grabs Chris first, mm-hmm. and then uh, she says she's a little confused, wondered why Chris didn't come see her, and Chris says, I think you owe me like 50,000 kisses right now. Oh my god, I was like... Gross. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so, um... Uh, what's the word? Like, entitled, I guess? Yeah. I mean, I feel like he's doing a weird thing where... 
he somehow thinks that it's going to work in his favor to like act like, I don't know, like, I mean, just like you said, Becca owes him. I I don't know. I just feel like he's, he's taking the absolute wrong approach to what should just be a straightforward apology. Yes, absolutely. Or just an invitation to say like, hey, where, where do we stand? You know, have like an honest conversation, but he's being too like insecure. I have down that he was being a little bit of a sad Rick. Yeah. Which is our parlance in Anna and I's marriage for someone who's like sort of an Eeyore type almost. Yeah, yeah Eeyore, like why yeah. Are, why didn't you come to see me? But then he puts it on he's always like uh emotional IQ language, Taylor. Yeah. I feel like he's always projecting onto other yeah. people. Because yeah. he says that um he first he tries to like put it on Becca in terms of like being all Eeyore about her not coming to get him. Right. And then he also puts it on the guys and he's like, Listen, you guys are just all acting like victims. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah they're the, the ones. The other guys yeah. are the ones who have a victim complex. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he also he phrases a bunch of stuff in a weird way, which I don't think helps him because she's like, Are you committed to this? And he's like, I don't even have to think about that right now. And, and she's it's like, like I do. And, yeah. and also like, so is that a yes or right. a no? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to think about it because you're not committed or, yeah. Um, and he's like, I do one thing wrong. The way she looks at me is not the way she looked at me a week ago. Um, Which is like, yeah, dude, you've been on one date. Like, I feel like he also has higher expectations for what that fucking one-on-one right. gets him. Right. And that's just stupid. You and Richard Marks. Yeah. Yeah. I will be right here waiting for you. No, I won't, sir. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't play that up a little more. Oh, I do want to mention that you had said that Richard Marks had no other hits. And we... We Googled it. Yeah. to the night. Yeah. No, it's that's... I was unfair to Richard Marks, Mr. Marks. My deepest apologies. Um, I'm sorry about that. We're going to send you a large carton of sugar bear vitamins (laughs) on us. Free of charge. On us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he says that, uh, so basically he won't just do what he needs to do, which is man up and be like, I'm sorry, I thought I had done really well in the competition, so like, I thought I had that rose, Mm -hmm. I didn't come and talk to you, but I should have. Right. Instead, he just gives this really convoluted thing, and then he says, uh, I saw the look in her eye, disgust. Bro, she won't even look at me, like, in my eye. Why does he keep saying eye singular? I don't know. Just, he, she won't look in my left eye. <laughs> um, so then he decides that he can either walk away or be a man and fight for what he wants. And this leads us into one of, I think, one of my favorite exchanges that I've ever witnessed oh, yeah. in Bachelor history. Oh, yeah. History. Fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Amazing. In which you know our hero, on, Wills. You know who's on my laminated list? Wills. Wills. Yeah. He might be on yours, If he's too. wearing that suit, especially. Especially. Yeah. So, Wills and Becca are having this charming conversation about how they're cool nerds, and Wills is wearing we, this, Can like, I just say, dude, we just had that conversation. About how we're cool nerds? What a oh, nerd yeah. is versus a dork. Oh, right, right. Because right. she said... Said that because Wills says that that he's a cool nerd, and she's like, I think I'm just a dork nerd, which is totally true. <laughs> yeah, Beck Beck is not a cool nerd. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're having a charming, fun conversation, and Chris. I don't think we're going to be able to capture the like intensity and delight that I ha- of this conversation, but we'll try. So Chris came in, comes in and wants to steal Becca back because he's being a man fighting for what he wants. And uh, Wills uh, is basically like, I just sat down. Yeah. He's like, can I, can I steal her away? And Wills is basically at first like, no. Yeah. Flat no. Which yeah. I, I mean, you and I have had so many conversations about this. Like, what are the rules? Is it yeah. a gentleman's agreement? Yeah, is apparently it like, not. Yeah. Well, I think that is what it is, actually. 
Because we have said before, like... Oh, I see what you're saying. Are you required right. if someone comes and cuts in to just be like, okay. Right. Which is what we like have Like the producers the are there with a taser to like yeah. cattle prod to like move you along. Instead, yeah. it does indeed seem to be a gentleman's yeah. agreement. I'm surprised it took this long for, for, for this to happen. the guys are like, oh, we can just say yeah. no? Yeah, no, get, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, um, and that's what Will says first. And yeah. then he's like... I'm going to give you two yeah. minutes. Well, he, so Chris keeps begging, which is not a good move. Oh and Wills He's has so pathetic. a really long pause, like a beautifully long pause. And he's like, I'm going to give you two minutes and then I'm going to come back. And so Chris is just yammering away, doesn't even give Becca a chance to talk while Wills is like meandering around in the background. And Wills does what our six-year-old does, which is if I say like, yeah, give me a second, she'll say one (laughs) so right at the right at the two minute mark maybe not even there's no way he set a timer on his iphone for this he comes back and he says two minutes is up my guy and he refuses to give chris more time and i just feel like chris oh god he like grovels yeah he's so pathetic and wills handles it so well like he doesn't get angry so cool yeah he's so cool about it he's just like nope and he's like this is serious and wills is like what my time's not serious and chris is like i respect your time 100 percent, but i need more time no you don't yeah and wills is like i'm gonna ask you politely to get up please um, and then, so eventually there's a lot of back and forth. Becca's like, I'll come find you, Chris. Yeah, and Chris Becca is like, finally has to be like, I'll come get right. you. Right. And Chris is like, meh, meh, meh. And Becca's like, no, I said I would come find you. Which also, like, that's what Chris wanted the whole time. He finally got what he wanted. So anyways, he um, finally leaves and Will's just like sits down and just gets back at it. He's yeah. like, anyway, how you doing? I'm back at it. What were we talking about? Being nerds. Um, and he's like drama free. Yeah, no drama free. Beautifully, beautifully. Yeah. We always talk about how badly people play this game, and I feel like when you see a so, master yeah. at work, yeah. yeah, you've got to you've got to respect someone who understands the game. Hashtag wills for yeah. bachelor. Hashtag the game is the game. Um, they come back and. Uh, <laughs> So Wills is like super pleased with himself yes. and tries to yawn, yawn to hide to the cover. smile. Yeah, and yeah, he and says, Garrett calls him on it. He says, "What? I love this line." So he says, "What's up, boys?" And Lincoln says, "Only living." I'm gonna start saying that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, then he looks at um, Chris. Wills looks at Chris and says, "What's up, baby?" I love that. What's God. up, baby? Oh, oh yeah, he is just yeah. and Wills. I. I agree with him. He says he's proud of the way that yeah. he handled it. Yeah. He should be proud. Yeah, he says, he, like, I handled it the best school. way I could. I'm proud of how I handled it. And then Chris, yeah. on the other hand, is just turning into like, I mean, uh, he's just throwing a fit, basically. He's turning yeah. into a toddler. See, I, so I, I mean, I agree. Chris comes off the worst here. I actually felt like compared to, so compare this to the Colton Jordan conversation a couple of weeks ago. I actually thought this was a reasonably mature discussion amongst the guys. I like it that none of them like lose their cool to the point of not coming back. They don't resort to like violence or name calling or anything. But I feel like the only reason why they don't resort to violence is because Chris is a fucking wuss. Sure. But I mean, I do think that they, I, I didn't think this was like a ridiculous comment. I mean, Chris was being I know. immature. No, you're right. It's not like toxic masculinity. It's Chris right. Because Chris is like, I respect, that, I respect that you're fired up and you have every right to be fired up. But you know what? I'm fired up too. Like, I feel like he constantly feels the need to be like, I respect that you feel this way, but me, me, right, me, 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 right, me, right. me, me. What it felt like to me, and this, I, I do mean this when I say like it's supposed, it's more of a reasonably mature conversation. It feels like a conversation that like a therapist is guiding, even though everyone is really mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're trying to keep their cool. They're trying to be like, I feel this way, you feel this way. And, you know, good for them. I feel like this is, again, if all Bachelor <laughs> things were handled this way, it would be a more mature and boring show, but with more, like, awesome people like Wills, basically. Well, so he finally, and I feel like he finally just sucks it up and says yeah. what he should have said right away, 
Which is, I fucked up. the So yeah. he gets to talk to Becca one more time. And he says, I fucked up. The old me would have run away. The new me isn't going to do that. Right. And, you know, he wins in the end. He gets a rose. John gets sent home. I think it's bullshit. And yeah. I don't think he's going to last more than one more week. Sure, right. Right. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I wonder if that was a producer mandate or if Becca was like, yeah, I'll give him another chance. I think Becca was willing. I Honestly, I don't think that Becca saw anything happening with John. Sure. And she and Chris seemed to have a good date sure. last week. Yeah. I just think he messed the He like yeah. butchered it, yeah. you know? Well, and the guys are right. It's not as bad as the guy throwing the picture into the pool, like that sort of meltdown. But the guys are right in that, like, she wants someone who's emotionally mature and stable and durable and yeah. is not portraying At one that. point, somebody was like, one little thing didn't go his way, and now, you know, he's just freaking out. And yep. I feel like nobody wants anybody right. like that. Right. So, Garrett, Jason, Wills, Lincoln, Connor, Leo, and Chris all get roses. John... We barely knew the. Bare, I, I I liked what I knew about him. We'll see him on. I um, liked what I knew about him. He was rich. Yeah. We'll see him on uh, Paradise. John, call me. Go he on. cried in his exit yeah, interview. Yeah, he did. Poor guy. He's just gonna go home and dry his tears with all his huge wads of cash. <laughs> just cry into his money bin. <laughs> oh. So next, they're going to a place that is. Known Renowned worldwide for, lovers. for its romance, Richmond, Virginia. What's more romantic than that? You know what? If it's good enough for Thomas fucking Jefferson, it's good enough for them. Good enough. Is that it's where Mon? What's Thomas Jeff Monticello? Monticello. Is that where that I is? That's in Charlottesville, close. Virginia. I don't know exactly where. I've not been myself. It's, they're gonna have a fantasy suite date in the presidential suite. <laughs> From Monticello, mm. yeah. Um, well, we whatever happens, we'll be back next week. We'll be there to tell you about it, gang. Ladies and gentlemen, you're such a wonderful crowd. We'd like to play a little tune for you. It's one of my personal favorites, and I'd like to dedicate it to a young man who doesn't think he's seen anything good today. Cameron Fry, this one's for you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.